Hello everybody, this is Sam Minton for Beantown Sports. On today's show, we're going to talk all about the Patriots. We're going to talk about the controversy before the Super Bowl, the epic Super Bowl game, and also the parade today. This is Beantown Sports. Hello everybody and welcome to the Beantown Sports Podcast. My name's Sam Minton, I'm the host of the podcast. I'd like to let you guys have a chance to get to know me first. I'm just a teenager from Boston who's just completely in love with sports. So I thought, hey, let's start a podcast. So on today's show, it's all Patriots. We're going to talk about what happened before the game. We're going to talk about the epic game. And also, we're going to talk about the parade today. So I'd like to face off... Start by saying congrats to New England Patriots on winning the Super Bowl. An epic game. But first, we're going to talk about the flake gate. In my opinion, the flake gate wasn't that big of a deal. I think the Pats are being looked at the big bad guy, but they don't deserve that. They did something that's kind of wrong, but most people are saying, oh, most players are like, yeah, we do this. Or most coaches are like, yep, this goes on. But they're being looked at as the bad guy and maybe not the refs who let the balls get into play. If the refs didn't let the balls get into play, hey, we wouldn't be talking about this. But because of the refs, this has become a big issue. So the refs, before each game, a couple hours before each game, they have to sign off on each ball saying it's at the proper PSI. Now some former refs have come out and said, oh, we just hand-checked the balls, you know, make sure they feel right. We've refed many games so we know when a ball feels wrong. But by protocol, they're supposed to check with a pressure gauge to make sure each ball is properly inflated. So I think the Pats, you know, they just made sure the balls were just how Tom Brady likes them. They maybe put it just above or maybe just below. And so after time, the balls deflated, they were below that zone. But also, the Colts, people are saying, oh, well, their balls weren't deflated, so what's going on? The Colts, they may have had their balls at higher end of the scale. And as time came down, theirs stayed in the scale, but they were still deflating because of natural circumstances and science that I don't know and I'm not going to get into. But Bill Belichick, he's a great coach, great motivator. He took this, and he motivated his team. And, you know, the Patriots are very good at using bulletin board material, and they used it in a game. They didn't need it. They were already pumped for this game. Tom Brady and a bunch of other people were like, we want this Super Bowl. Bob Kraft came out and wanted this Super Bowl. He was upset with how the NFL treated his team. He demanded an apology if nothing came out. What's to the, today? Nothing has come of this. Roger Goodell, nobody has said anything. The Patriots done anything wrong. It's been mostly a bunch of speculation. Nobody has the f- definitive details. Nobody has any definitive evidence of the Patriots tampering with these balls. So I still believe the Patriots, they did nothing wrong. This is more, we should be looking at the refs to make sure they're d- doing the proper thing. But Bill Belichick, again, used this as bulletin board material pumped up his team and he told them are you gonna let this define your season are you gonna show these people that we didn't cheat and we didn't need to cheat because we're gonna go in the Super Bowl and the Patriots the players so now after all that there was an actual football game they're a great team they're a great team let's start off in the first quarter and they were gonna go out and win the Super Bowl pre-game everyone they did long pre-game compared to normal because all the hype behind it every news media talking about it but finally, they got to play the game, 
it seemed like the first quarter was more of a feeling out period for each teams. No scoring in the in the quarter, but there was one big play that came at the end of the quarter. So Tom Brady, first drive, three and out. But the defense, great defensive game, game first quarter. No, no, no scores. Defense was holding Marshawn Lynch down. Marshawn Lynch, you know, he was a very big key if the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl. They had to at least contain him. They didn't have to stop him. They just had to make sure that he didn't have a hell of a game. He didn't bust off for 125 yards, two touchdowns. They had to at least contain him so that he wasn't the reason the Seahawks won. And he ended up being the reason the Seahawks lost because they wouldn't hand him the ball. But they were able to stop him just enough that the Seahawks had to think, should we pass or should we run? And that ended up proving to be why the Patriots won. But the play at the end of the first quarter I'm talking about is when Tom Brady had a great drive, led the Patriots down the field. But once he got to the edge zone, he threw it to Julian Edelman, his favorite wide receiver. Pass gets intercepted by Jeremy Lane. Lots of people were saying, uh-oh, Tom Brady, he could be cut. He could be messing up in the Super Bowl. He could be choking. No, no, no. That's not Tom Brady. Now, personally, one of the biggest Tom Brady fans around. I think the man's the best quarterback in the league after the Super Bowl fourth ring. Nothing you can say about him. He's definitely, you have to at least consider him, but I think he's the best quarterback ever. People are saying he's choking. I don't know. He's just going to choke in another big game. It's one interception at the end of the first quarter. You think it's going to affect Tom Brady? No, he's not going to let that get to him. He's going to go out there and prove why he's the best quarterback. But also, a play that was a uh, play and a tackle that was lost in the grand scheme of things, because of all the amazing plays in this game, was the tackle by Julian Edelman on Jeremy Lane. Julian Edelman made a great tackle when I was watching it live. I'm like, I didn't say, oh, that was a bad throw by Tom Brady. I said, that was a great tackle by Julian Edelman. Because after that, Jeremy Lane hurt his arm, broke his wrist, I believe, out for the game. And even before the game, the Seahawks had to deal with injuries at the secondary. They had to deal with Richard Sherman being hurt. They had to deal with Cam Chancellor being hurt. And they had to deal with Earl Thomas being hurt. So this injury proved that they were very weak at the secondary position, death-wise. Because they could, had no one to rely on. All they had was Sherman, and he was injured. All they had was Earl Thomas. He was injured. All they had was Cam Chancellor, but he was injured. So their star players that they relied on, they were injured, and they couldn't play their full potential. Now, the Patriots, they didn't really try Richard Sherman. They weren't throwing right at him. But you could see that Richard Sherman wasn't 100%. But the first quarter, you know, it was just a feeling-out period for the teams, and they were just trying to gauge on how they played this game. But the play at the end of the first quarter... Julian Edelman making that tackle. It was a great play by the Patriots, but it proved that this game was going to be one hell of a game. Alright, now let's get to the second quarter. So after the Jeremy Lane interception, the Seahawks, they couldn't capitalize on the interception. They don't score. Pats get the ball. Here comes Tom Brady. Has an epic drive, leading them 65 yards down the field with nine plays. Capping it off. With a touchdown pass to Brandon LaFell. He's cementing his legacy right now. He's showing why he's a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Patriots fans are thinking, 
I'm liking how this is looking. I think this is going to be a good game. I think we have a great chance to win this game. Then we stop the Seahawks. Defense again. Very Defense might not have been look, looked very well before this. Everyone was talking about the big bad Seahawks Legion of Boom. But the Patriots, they did a great job stopping this offense. If it wasn't fair, Chris Matthews who came out of nowhere. Kid was working at Foot Locker before the season. No, everyone be t talking about, wow, Pats did a great job. Let's get Chris Matthews had a great game, four catches, over 100 yards. Had his first catch in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine how that must feel. But without him, we'd be talking about how great of a defense the Pats had. Everyone, again, talking about Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom, they deserve great defense, but they are very overhyped. They're just looked at, they're looked at like they're just steel curtain. Like they're the best defense ever. They don't have that. They don't have the right to say that yet. So then Tom Brady comes out onto the field. We're thinking, oh, 14 nothing. That sounds great. But not Seahawks again. Legion of Boom, they're great defense. I'm not knocking them. They are a great defense. But everyone really overhypes them and says how amazing they are. Maybe just the fair weather Seahawks fans who leave before the game's even over. But I'm just a diehard Pats fan, so that's my opinion. Then here comes Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. And he caps off a 70-yard drive of a touchdown. This is what Pats fans are worrying about. We're worrying about how we're going to be able to contend with Marshawn Lynch. Are we going to be able to stop him or at least contain him? Because you don't need to stop the man. You just got to make sure that the Seahawks is making in the final seconds of the game. What should we do? Should we give it to Marshawn? Are they going to stop us? Should we give it to? Should we let Russell pass it? Russell Wilson had a pretty good game. But it wasn't. It was capped off by a terrible ending for him, which we'll get to later. But then the Pats come back and again. One of my favorite players, Rob Gronkowski, catches a touchdown and goes full beast mode, full Gronk spike, and the crowd erupted. At least, at least I erupted. I thought it was an amazing play. It really, sp I felt sparked the team. It was a great throw by Tom Brady, great catch by Gronk, and I thought that may be a turning point. That's when people are thinking. Oh, it's looking real good. I, I like this. I like where this team's doing. I like where it's going. I think we're going to be a Super Bowl champion. Gronk, you know, he's a great player. People may think of him as a dumb oaf because he's not that intelligent. But he's a real, he's an amazing player. I think he could definitely go down as one of the best tight ends to ever play in this league. He and Tom Brady have a great thing going. As long as he can stay healthy... He proved this year he can stay healthy. He's not he's not made of glass. He can really stay healthy. The Pats have a good thing going. It's gonna Tom Brady's a great human as well as a great player because he's taking pay cuts to make sure he stays with his players. Now in the off season, we're gonna see how that works. I think the Pats gotta focus on signing their own players, not necessarily signing new players. They have a great nucleus, you know. Defense has Rod Mayo, Vince Wilfork, Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty, he needs to be resigned. And also the offense, you know, you got to make sure you have all those wideouts. You may be able to get one more wideout to add, but if we have Julian Edmond, if we have Danny Amendola, if we have Brandon LaFell, JoJo LaFell, we're going to have a good team. you got to make sure Gronk should be here long term. And also, you got to worry about bringing Darrell Rivas back. But now back to the game. So the Pats are up 14-7. Everything's looking good. The Pats, you know, they're containing Marshawn Lynch. They're not stopping him, but they're containing him. But then Russell Wilson shows why he deserves to be 
called one of the maybe the top five quarterbacks in this league. Because he shows why he's a great passer and a great runner. You know, he made a great play getting out of the pocket and made Jamie Collins a great linebacker. He's gotten many praise, lots of praise this year after he had a great season. He made Jamie Collins look like a rookie, drooped him out of his shoes, got about a 20-yard gain on a run. This ended up leading to, again, this kid was working at Foot Locker before the season. Chris Matthews caught his first touchdown pass. I, I can't imagine catching your first touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Like, it must just be an amazing feeling. Chris, I can't believe the story. It's kind of hard to believe. It's like Kurt Warner working at a grocery store and ended up being part of the greatest show on turf and leading his team to the Super Bowl. This kid was working at a footlocker, and he comes out and helps the Seattle Seahawks. Champions last year in the Super Bowl looking to get back-to-back. He helps them and gets them a touchdown. If it wasn't for the ending, he could be getting looked at. He would be a great story for the Seattle Seahawks. But because of how the game played out, he became a footnote in this great game. So that goes into halftime, 14-14. So I don't think we have to talk about the halftime show because I'd give Katy Perry a nice, you know, I don't know, B-, minus, C+. Plus. wasn't a great performance. Missy Elliott, I think, saved the performance. Lenny Kravitz also did a very good job. I think it's hard to overcome Beyonce. Beyonce definitely had, I think, the greatest performance in Super Bowl history. But who cares about all that singing stuff? It's time for some football. Let's get to the third quarter. So the Seahawks start off with the ball in the third quarter. You know, they have they have a nice drive. They get down to the red zone. But Patriots defense, they hold strong. They stop Russell Wilson in the offense. Leads to a Stephen Houska field goal. So then Patriots fans were thinking, all right, Tom, let's go. Show us what you can do, man. We need to get we need to get another score. We got to combat that field goal. But Tom Brady, on a pass, he's looking for his boy T- Rob Gronkowski. He sees Gronk, he wants to throw it to him. He lets it go. Bobby Wagner, he makes a great play. You can't discount that. And he intercepts the ball. Again, you're thinking, uh-oh, come on, Tom. You can't be doing this in big games. We need you. So then off the interception, the Seahawks have the ball. Russell Wilson finds Doug Baldwin in the end zone for a touchdown. Baldwin gets fined for pooping out the ball, which I don't know why you do that in the Super Bowl. Like, come on, man. This shows why the New England Patriots, they're a classy football team. They don't poop no balls in the end zone. But also on the play, you see that Doug Baldwin used the ref as a pick and he is sliding into the, into the end zone wide open and Russell Wilson threw a, threw a nice little pass over the Doug Baldwin. Now after this, you see Richard Sherman in his big mouth going 2-4, 2-4, talking about how Re- Revis and probably insinuating how people think Revis is better than him. Or Richard Sherman, you're going to get proved wrong, but we're going to get to that later. So now we go to the fourth quarter. You know, Patriots are down 24-14. It's not looking good. I stay strong with my team. I think they can pull it out. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about the Madden prediction. Madden predicted that the Patriots were going to come out on top 20-24 after a late drive by Tom Brady to a pass to Julian Edelman. That came true. So that's uh, that's kind of amazing and kind of scary at the same time. But shout out to Madden for getting it correct very accurately. But back to the game. So, it's the fourth quarter. Tom Brady has the ball. He's leading his team down the field. He throws a bullet of pass Danny Amendola. They get the touchdown. 24-14, you know, now it's 24-21. You're thinking, all right, let's go, guys. We can do this. We're only down three. We can do this. 
Danny Amendola has a great postseason and also had a very good Super Bowl. You know, during the season, a lot of us Patriots fans are thinking, we wasted this money on him. He he wasn't getting many catches, wasn't getting many yards, wasn't even getting many looks from Tom Brady. But this postseason, I don't know what happened. Him and Tom had amazing chemistry. They really linked up, and he proved that it wasn't just Julian Edelman. It proved that they had a second guy who was a great slot guy. And also, Brandon LaFell got involved later in the season. So then after the Danny Amendola touchdown, Seahawks come out, four, three plays, don't get nothing. Defense, again, defense, maybe be a bit overlooked because of Tom Brady and maybe Malcolm Butler's getting more of the uh, attention. But defense, they had a pretty good game. A turning point in this game also was Rob Nickman's sack before the Danny Amendola touchdown. You know, that was a great point because they had to prove that they could get to Russell Wilson. After that, Russell Wilson, he was kind of impatient in the pocket. They got to his head. They got in his head. They made him have a slower clock and where he thought he had to get the ball out quicker. So Rob Ninkovich's sack was a great turning point in the game. But then Tom Brady, I think, had an amazing drive and proved why he's the best quarterback in the lead. He leads his team down the field, 10 plays, 64 yards, and throws a great pass to Julian Edelman. Julian, Julian Edelman ran a great route. Thought he was, the defender thought he was going one way. He went the other. Great spin move. Tom throws a bullet to him, and Julian catches it. And all pass I think, again. I can't believe it. We're on top right now. We're on top. We're going to win this. And every Pat fan is excited, wicked excited. As we say in New England, wicked excited. And we think, let's go win the Super Bowl. Come on, defense. Defense has been a kind of a low point in the latest years for the Pats. But this defense, this defense was very good. We got Revis. We got Browner. Mayo wasn't out, but we still had great linebacking core with Collins and Hightower. We got our boy Chandler Jones. We got Rob Ninkovich. So we're thinking, we got this, guys. We got nothing to worry about. We can do this. So then, here it comes. The famous drive that will forever live in Patriots history. The Seahawks, they go down the field. Marshawn Lynch has a great catch. Great catch. Beat Jamie Collins on a row. Jamie Collins, great player, but he had a subpar game. He was an amazing player. Postseason, but this game wasn't his best game. So they get to the red zone. And everyone's thinking, all right, here comes Beast Mode. Beast Mode's going to win this game for them. Uh Uh-oh. Nah, Pete Carroll, he's worried. Pats, they at least contained him. That's not like... Marshawn Lynch ran all over the Patriots. They stopped him a bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say stop him, though. They contained him because they just made sure that Pete Carroll had to think, am I going to pass or am I going to throw? Now, lots of people are saying Bill Belichick should have called a timeout in the whining moments of the game. He's smart. Don't do that. you got to make him make that split-second decision, 40 seconds. They have to decide if they're going to be able to have enough time to run the ball. Are they going to go for the touchdown? Because they got to... Go for the touchdown. A lot of people are saying that Carroll was just using that as a wasted play. You know, they're just seeing to set up Marshawn Lynch. I don't think you do that. You can't be that cute. You gotta go for it. What if you don't score? Which exactly happened. So let's get to the play. Russell Wilson drops back. Ricardo Lockett, you'll see on the replays, he was open. Malcolm Butler, undrafted rookie. Kid came out of nowhere. And in this game, and that play, he came out of nowhere. And he picked up, picked off Russell Wilson. 
and it was an amazing play. I think I fell to the ground watching that. As a New England fan, it was one of the most amazing moments in in sports history in my lifetime. I think that will forever be remembered because it was an amazing play. Everyone was thinking, here comes Beast Mode. But Malcolm Butler, he didn't. Even some of the Patriots, they knew that maybe this won't be a pass. But Malcolm Butler, you know, he credited his studying before. He's seen them run that play before. It just shows the Patriots way. He's a hard-working kid. He studied up, and he ended up making the play of the Super Bowl. And he won it for the team. So people are blaming Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and not really Marshawn Lynch, but saying they should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. But you got to give this kid his credit. That was an amazing play. He came out of nowhere to intercept that ball. And in my opinion, he might have deserved to be MVP. But we'll get to that later. So in the past, have the ball. Tom Brady, again, great quarterback. He proves why, again, he's an amazing quarterback. He makes the Seahawks jump. And then it turns to WWE and the punk Seahawks try to start throwing punches. But Rob Gronkowski, homie, don't play that game. He defends his team. As he said on a late night talk show, I had nothing to lose. Last game of the season, I might as well throw some haymakers. But it was just really classless. You know, it kind of ruined that. Didn't really ruin because it was an epic game. But it just really made the NFL look bad in a time where they don't really need to look bad. Because they had to show all those wholesome commercials and no funny ones. What's really upset me. Because they're all... have to recover from Ray Rice and hold the flake gate. But again, the flake gate's nothing. But back to the actual game. Seahawks, there's, it was just a real classless move. But you know, Patriots, they weren't affected by it. They didn't nothing to be affected by it. They knew. They just won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady takes a knee. It's over. Pats won the Super Bowl. Their fourth Super Bowl. In 11 years. Hell of a game. Tom Brady ends up getting MVP. Now people are saying, man, I don't know, Malcolm Butler should have been MVP. No, I'll fight for both sides. Tom Brady, he led that team. He led that game winning drive. Without that game winning drive, you don't even have the interception. You think, alright, game's over. You know, like, they have nothing left. Tom Brady, he leads him. Touchdown. And he's led that team. Let's call out Trent Dilfer, who fought the Patriots were terrible. After four games in the season, you don't just say a team's out after four games in the season. Everyone was saying the Pats are done all because of one analyst, but they were saying the Pats are done. But us Pats fans, we're all like, no, they're not. Tom Brady's gonna come back. Some Pats fans, no, nah, they were the pink hats. They weren't the they weren't the diehard fans. They said, oh, Tom Brady should go. They were saying, well, let's get Jimmy Garoppolo starting or let's trade Tom Brady. No. You stand behind your quarterback. He's your quarterback, and he's the greatest quarterback, in my opinion, in the history of the NFL. But also Malcolm Butler, great pet play. He clinched the game for the Patriots. And Tom Brady, after winning it, he gave Malcolm Butler the truck. It's not like Tom Brady needs it. He has a bunch of trucks. He has Giselle. He has his kids. He has a mansion. He's Tom frickin' Brady, one of the most amazing men on planet Earth. I think he may be the most interesting man in the world, because he's Tom Brady. Who wouldn't want to be Tom Brady? Four Super Bowl rings. He's a legend. He's forever going to be remembered as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So let's get to the parade today. Now I'm looking outside my window right now. I'm seeing 
humongous piles of snow. Because here in the Northeast, we're getting pounded with snow. I've had about three to four snow days in the past week, and I'm loving it. So I can imagine it was definitely pretty cold outside this morning, walking out to, walking out, going to school. It was real cold, nine degrees I believe in the morning. So again, shows how diehard these Patriots are. The pa- the players came out, and the, obviously the fans came out. They were pumped to see their champions, and I wish I could be there. But shout out to Bill and Wendy Minton for not letting me go. But uh, you know. I was at the Bruins one, and it was a great atmosphere. Everyone was pumped. So I can't just imagine how amazing it must have been. So to all the fans who did go, shout out to you, because, you know, you braved that cold. And again, that's what Patriots fans are. We don't care how cold it is. We're going to go support our team, cheer on our team, because we just love our sports. Now let's get to some of the more uh, famous or interesting things that happen. Rob Gronkowski shows up in a minion hat. All right, Rob. Had a boy, I like it. Go minions. Then they're going around the player group. Some fan decides to hand him a beer, and he chugs it, and he spikes it. Shout out to Rob Gronkowski. Dude's got nothing to lose. He is on an emotional high right now. He's the best tight end in the league. He's gonna be the best tight end in the history of the league. I bet all the women want him. Like Rob Gronkowski's living a great life. So then also, Julian Edelman comes up. He's on top of the freaking duck boat, jumping around, waving signs, making fun of Richard Sherman. Again, what's stupid? Putting out number four, amount of rings Tom Brady has. Tom, Richard Sherman, you know, I like the player. I like his style of play. But that just wasn't good. He's just not really classless. But again, I guess that's what you expect from the Seahawks. But back to the parade. Let's get back to Robert Gronkowski because, you know, there's more stuff he did. He just comes out in his famous 69 jersey, which I wish I could cop one of those. That'd be an amazing jersey. But, again, Robert Gronkowski, people like to make fun of him, but you could, he can do all this stuff because he is one of the best tight ends in the league. And, again, one of the best tight ends in league history. But, again, it's been a wild ride for the Pats. Started off with the low at the beginning of the season, and then it just kept getting better and better. They had a great, great end of the regular season, great postseason beating the Colts and the Ravens, and then the best thing ever. I I couldn't imagine it being any better of a game. It was a hell of a game by the Patriots Seahawks. Both both teams had a great game. You, you had a great moment. You have Chris Matthews again, catch from Foot Locker before the season, coming out having a great game. You have Tom Brady winning his fourth Super Bowl. You have um almost David Tyree-like catch, which made everyone in New England think, oh, no, not again. Because that Jermaine Kerr's catch, oh, it was like watching a nightmare. It was terrible. And it's funny, Malcolm Butler was a part of that play. He tipped that ball, and Jermaine Kerr's, sorry, but again, Patriot way. Do your job. doesn't matter what that happened on that play. You come back, and look at that. You're the hero of the Super Bowl. You won the game with that interception. So that's it for the Beantown Sports Podcast. Can't wait to see you guys next time. Please uh, comment on the podcast. Tell me how you like it. Maybe subscribe on iTunes. And uh, thanks, guys. See you.